Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. All righty then, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. We're back and we're excited. We're pretty darn excited to be here talking about me, myself, and Irene. So make sure to not get your panties in a twist. All right, I'm back. How'd that feel? Felt good. Yeah? Felt a little uh, out of body. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Where'd you go for those brief moments? Uh, (laughs) To my happy place. Got it. Okay. All right. I'm glad you were happy, at least. That was me attempting to pull a Charlie and a Hank, and instead I think I just pulled a few neck muscles. That's okay. That was... That was physically taxing. Now for, you know you have them, though. I do know. You know what I mean? Like you, only, don't, you take neck muscles for granted. The only two times I've known I had neck muscles was right now and the other time when I accidentally tasered myself in the neck for a sketch. Accidentally? Yeah. Interesting. My character was tasering himself, and I forgot I didn't take the battery out, and I full-on tasered my neck muscles, <laughs> and it made me seize up and drop to the ground, and my face was tingly for the rest of the day. Sure. As, as, as it is when you taser yourself, apparently. Listen, it's the things we do for art. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'll, Thank I'll you. tweet out that sketch. Yeah. It's not worth it. Oh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're joining us for the first time here at Guilty Movie Pleasures, thank you. If you've joined us several times, uh, thanks for coming back. For those of you who haven't seen our show, a little rundown. We try and pick movies that are guilty, and we have a sliding scale of that. So by the end of the episode, we decide if it's guilt, if it's a guilty pleasure, or if it's guilty but terrible, or guilty but awesome. Oh, you bounced around the scale that I time. I, want, I was trying to keep... I was. I, you usually go linear. Nope. And we bounced around. I did the so Star Wars way. I did the middle, the beginning, and the end. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yes! Very excited to be here. Uh, so... Here's the thing. I I took my daughter to see Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. and I loved seeing vintage manic Jim Carrey again. Uh, and we talked about this briefly before how his show Kidding on Showtime is fucking it's awesome. Great. It's, it's one so of my good. favorite shows on TV. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. I haven't seen season two, so don't spoil it. But season one's amazing. And we we're getting into season two now. We had to finish Watchmen first. We got to prioritize. We got to hit things first. Ben's going to tweet out his TV show watching schedule yep, later, yep. so just keep an eye out for that. like an old-school TV guide. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one show for eight but consecutive weeks. Jim Carrey was on fire from, like, 95 mm-hmm. to, like, I feel like Bruce Almighty is like was, like, one of the last big ones, and then it started to be kind of a decline, and then he hit all these amazing dramatic works. Like, I know in there was, like, Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine. He's had such a varied, interesting career, and then he, like... That documentary, Andy and Jim. I haven't yet seen Oh, that. it's so good. Yeah. It'll make you like question everything about existence and art and what it all means. And it's like I went in this like weird introspective stage and then I forgot about it. I need to revisit it like once a year to make myself be more pure as an artist. Just to think. Just to think. Yeah. It's a great documentary. I get it. Um but I remember this was one of those movies that I saw in 2000 when it came out. I loved it. I was 18 at the time. It was the perfect level of humor for me. And I was worried after we've revisited other things, uh, Hollow Man, things like that, that some of them were, I knew there were problematic elements to this, mm-hmm. but rewatching it, so I was rewatching it ready to be like, and instead, for the, there are parts that make you go, but I was laughing my ass off during this movie, and I pulled some, some of my favorite clips from it where, like, his physical humor and his performance in this, even as outlandish and ridiculous as it is, there's moments of real humanity behind both personalities that they give it. And 
the physicality of him fighting himself and and to this day one of my favorite jokes is the peeing after sex joke it's one of my favorite one of my favorite visual gags i've ever seen it's literally the only thing i remembered from this movie (laughs) There are a lot of really memorable parts of this movie. The only thing that I remember, the thing that made a 15-year lasting impression on me was Jim Carrey peeing sideways. Why am I peeing like I was all up all night having sex? And yeah. I say that I yell out that in the morning to my wife all the time, even when nothing's happened the night before, just because I think it's so funny. Holy shit, I had forgotten the cow scene, which we'll show too. But yes, <laughs> wait. You yell at your wife. Why? Yeah, I guess you're right. Why do I? Why I am I being right. like I was up all night having sex when you and your wife did not have sex? <laughs> I could see why she doesn't like that joke. Sure. Huh. Huh. I just got it. <laughs> and there's so many funny. You need visual- to watch that Jim Carrey doc to think about yeah, things I more. Need, you know, I need to revisit it. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised revisiting it that I had a blast. My main issue I had was. Uh, it felt a little long. It's almost two hours, and mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the sweet spot for me with comedies is ninety minutes to one forty-five, uh, like an hour and forty-five. Yeah, and this could have easily lost like fifteen minutes. That being said, I still had a blast. Uh, it's <laughs> it's all hinges on how ridiculous Jim Carrey is, and how this gives him free reign to really showcase the insane things he's capable of that's my take on it what did you think after so you saw it in 2000 you remember the p and that's it i saw it yeah i didn't see it in theaters i saw it shortly thereafter and yeah literally all i remembered about it was the scene where he tries to pee um we'll show it we'll show it later i want to wait because we'll peek with that scene yeah i didn't i honestly didn't even remember the entirety of that scene just like the very beginning of it where he's peeing sideways and then my mind shut off. I watched it off. three times in a row. Really? I just kept rewinding it because I was crying. I was laughing so, so that's hard. why you don't have time to watch TV, man. Because you watch the same <laughs> clips <laughs> three times in a row. Because it takes me four hours to watch our Guilty Movie Pleasures. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, I thought a lot of it was funny. Uh-huh. But the balance of genuinely funny versus problematic funny in this movie is a, tipping more and more on the side of problematic funny. Like a lot of the lines meant for laughs are either racist or misogynistic. Um, and it's unrelenting. Yeah. See, and that's where for me, the biggest laughs were always his, his physical humor. Yes. Like, and the bits with his physical humor, the bits with, um, him switching back and forth, uh, the cottonmouth scene. I wasn't a huge, just to be clear, I wasn't a fan of like, um, like the whole like dildo thing is ridiculous. Yes. But him washing his butthole in the sink was really funny to me because it's just a funny visual. It's a silly visual. Yes, but a lot. I do agree that a lot of the, uh, the humor. It's like 50-50 for me, where any of the physical stuff, or even some of the stuff with his kids was half and half for me. Like, his kids were funny characters, but some of the jokes were, like, clearly two white guys writing for three black characters. But I did like that they were super fucking smart and really great at, like, everything. I thought that was a funny angle. I just wish that it wasn't written so steeped in like racial stereotypes yeah so it, yeah. It, it had like a kernel that every once in a while the popcorns of those kernels uh, uh exploded with comedy sure this metaphor is getting really weird that's what happens when i try and make them up on a fly uh make them up on the fly but uh but yeah so for every like one joke that made me laugh 
with within that realm, there were three that made me go. But then Jim Carrey would do something ridiculous physically that would have me back in. Yeah. So that's the hard thing. Yeah, like I said. The breastfeeding scene, it's so bad. It's so bad. But his face is so funny in it, and I hated myself for laughing at it because I just called out Hollow Man last week. Although I don't think anything in this movie is as bad as Hollow Man. I mean, you are right because the reactions are done with levity, mm-hmm. but it's it was the t- exact two things that happened in Hollow Man yeah. happened in this movie where he gropes the woman's <sighs> breast this right. time with his mouth, yeah, and he tricks her into having sex with him which is sexual assault so like is it was the two same acts but done in a comedy versus done in a thriller horror i think and so the reaction is just like oh yeah this is goofy oh no and i don't think like when they're like well it looks like hank pulled a fast one on her i was like oh no (laughs) no 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 right so like i think what you're saying i think we're in total agreement where it's like you're laughing one second and then the next minute you're going oh fuck Why'd you make that decision? Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. But overall, did you enjoy it? Uh, I, yes. Mm-hmm. Generally enjoyed it, but, like I said, I feel like the balance, there were too many, there were too many landmines that they stepped on, yeah. and they were done specifically for laughs, um, and they, which says to me they think misogyny and racism is funny. Um, that it made it, it, it made it really difficult to enjoy the genuinely funny parts. I was able to enjoy those parts just because like, I am a fan of Jim Carrey and I like, he's one of one. He's such a unique performer that it's like, it's always a treat to watch him do what he does. Um, but it just, it, it, uh, and for lack of a better term, it colored it in, in such a way that it, it, made me sort of cringe a lot of the time for me uh, w- one thing that saved it and then we'll get into the plot in under three minutes yeah. uh so get that ready ryan but one thing that saved it for me because as i was watching it i kept like having these varying reactions to it and i had to remind myself uh, a couple things which was like this was in the this was in the era where like shock value yeah. comedy was happening yeah. where like there's something about mary american pie so like i tried to tell myself that the people behind this weren't um weren't being racist and misogynistic, even though right. the jokes were that it was more in that time period where, like, comedy, the whole goal of everything was just to shock the shit out of the audience, for better or worse. Now, that doesn't excuse the content, <laughs> but I was trying to look at it in the time capsule that it happened. It's always hard. That's it's always hard. the challenge. It's the challenge. Like, when yeah. we watched Weird Science, where yeah. it's like, there's some super problematic stuff in, like, almost all John Hughes movies. So it's weird. You have to kind of... I don't know. It's with comedy. It's like such a weird. It's it's this one part in time where comedy was in that realm, and now we, as long as you and I recognize, yeah, that joke. Even if we do find certain things that are problematic, funny, at least we recognize that it's problematic now. Yeah. Instead of before, when it's like, <laughs> right, know, like, right, right. Like if we didn't recognize there's any problems with this movie, it'd be really rough. But um. I had another point. Eh, whatever. Well, I would almost say also that, like, buried underneath all of the other problems is this is a movie kind of making fun of a mental disorder, which is, like, not even a thought. Yeah. But, I mean, didn't did the Fairley Brothers, they did The Ringer, too, right? Where where Johnny Knoxville pretends to be mentally handicapped to get into the Special Olympics yeah. to win. Yeah. So, again, this was... These guys are not known for doing 
PC comedies. And then, Certainly I mean, not. we could even get into Green Book. PC dramas. We could get into yeah. Green Book if we wanted to. <laughs> right. Which, upon first watching it, I was like, that was delightful until I read the real story. And I was like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Like, they didn't even ask Reverend Shirley's family about any of Anyways, that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But um, what I will say is that they humanized Charlie so much for me in the first act yeah. that I was willing to forgive some of the... And they even humanized Hank a little bit in the cafe when he's like, I had been beaten down with rage and trapped and finally let loose. So they, that was almost, almost enough for me to forgive some of the more extreme moments. Sure. What I think is the weirdest part of the sex scene is that not only do they go, oh, Hank pulled a fast one, but then Charlie's mad at her. <laughs> having sex with Hank and jealous. Yeah, instead it's of, tough. Instead of her being like, wait a minute. It's tough. Your alternate personality <laughs> took advantage of me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's do the plot in under three minutes. We're going to get into this bad boy. You ready in the booth there, Ryan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Here we go. Count you in in oh, three, shit. Let's see if I can remember. two, one. Uh. All right. So we start off with um, Charlie. We, we learn that he got married and the limo driver instantly, he, he gets accused of making racist jokes or something mm-hmm. and the limo driver uh, pretty much immediately falls in love with his wife <laughs> his kids are born and they're clearly not his and then there's a lot of jokes about that yep and then the limo driver and his wife leave him and the children yep and then there's a series of scenes just showing the entire town shit on charlie until finally there's a woman in the checkout line that comes through with 400 groceries when he had two things and he loses it and becomes hank and and then from there on, it's this montage of him just going full revenge as Hank. Yep. Until Irene comes into the picture at the cop station. Right. So he's he is basically like sent away to get a psyche valve, and they're like, "You have a split personality disorder. Yeah. You have to take this medicine." He runs into Irene, who's been arrested, and is has to go back to New York. Yeah, because um, she has a warrant out for her. She arrest. has a warrant out there. She doesn't know what it's for, and they're like, "You'll you'll have an escort," and they make him escort her, <laughs> even course. though he's about to get fired and he has split personality <laughs> disorder. Yeah. They're like, "This guy can take you. It's fine <laughs> on his like the, motorcycle." Seems like the worst choice. Yeah. Uh huh. I'll uh, we'll get into the, the bad guy plot, which makes no sense. Yep. But um, so they go off on a on a trip. Uh, <laughs> they come across a cow in one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, they they there's several scenes where Hank is being super creepy with her, and then Charlie's very sweet. They uh, uh, I know they get to a hotel. Yeah. At one so point. so they get to the police station, and yeah. the two uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the two yeah, cops yeah. are like, "We got to go to this cabin because we don't trust the police here." And they're uh, they're interrogating her, and she's like, "I have no idea what's going on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a burglar comes in, and he kills one of the cops, and Chris Cooper. Yeah. Yep, and she hides, and they leave, and then she runs to the hotel room, and then they leave in a hurry, and he yeah. forgets his med. And so now he's switching back and forth yeah. between Hank and Charlie. Apparently, always, uh, and the conceit is that it's anytime he gets physically injured, he switches back yep. and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to meet yeah, Chris Cooper. Yeah, so they go to meet Chris, Chris Cooper, and <clears throat> instantly he outs himself basically. And uh, H- Hank comes out and tries to fight him. And I love that he's terrible. At he's awful. Too. He's, yeah. awful. he's worse than Charlie. Yeah. And they narrowly escape because Irene knocks him out with a dildo. Or is that later? No, that's later. later. They knock him out. Yeah, with a that's dildo. later. And then they narrowly escape. They realize seconds. they're going to be killed. They're, they realize they're trying to kill him. Uh, they get on. They they try and they go to. Uh, they hide out. That's where the sex scene happens. All the cops show up. The kids. His 
uh, Char- Char- Charlie's kids come and save the day with a helicopter, and then um, and then uh, uh, they but get so on they, a train they, yeah. and they fight Dicky and Dick, and then there's this big chase with Dicky and and Dicky gets killed with a yard dart from Whitey. From Whitey, we forgot Whitey. Character. But so he fi- he finally overcomes the yes, split personality yeah. and he uh, takes control, and then he saves her and, and they, they he proposes and it says, "Will you marry me, bit?" <laughs> Yeah, problematic. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Problematic and racist at the same time. Yeah, uh, misogynist. Yeah. So, I, for you being so opposed to some of the, the things in here, it seems like you picked sound clips that exemplified. All I of wanted those. to illustrate what the movie was about, <laughs> which is why I picked video clips to 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 counterpoint. Those. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yes. Okay. So, uh, the first scene where. Uh, Charlie and his girlfriend with matching t-shirts. I, lo- I love that motif. Because mm. then later on when <laughs> she's wearing the limo driver's face instead, is hilarious to me. Uh, the limo driver scene is, again, one of the scenes where like there's a mix of funny stuff. Like the physical comedy of the actor um, whipping out the... His same dude from, uh, from uh, Bad Santa. Uh-huh. Whipping out the nunchucks and going at Jim Carrey's legs and Jim Carrey yelping in pain is hilarious. Juxtaposed to... The cringeworthy, like, you people, and, like, all this stuff where it's like, oh, you're making little people jokes and racist jokes at the same time? Right. Okay. And then, like, they just instantly fall in love. It's ridiculous. I can completely forgive that. Um, and the ridiculousness of her leaving with the kids there. Yeah. <laughs> of them clearly being in love, her waiting until the kids are born. And, and by the way... The limo driver is the biological father of the kids, yep. and they both just say, fuck off, kids. We're kind not. of, yeah. <laughs> Never to be seen again. And then they aggressively make out in the car. Oh, so gross. I always say this in comedy. It oh. usually only happens in comedies. <laughs> Their tongues are like... Yeah, right in front of the person who's been sort of left behind. They just aggressively make out to make a point, I guess. He didn't do anything to them. Why are they so bitter towards him? It was like every time in Just Friends when Anna Ferris would make out with somebody and it was just like so aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, God. That was a thing, I I've guess, done in 2000. Scene, I've done scenes like that where like I had to do this aggressive makeout like thing for the Hungover game. Had to. And we were like smear, me and the actress were like smearing, we had like whipped cream on our faces we were like smearing our tongues all it was so gross it was like not even people ask like whoa is that like she's pretty hot is that hot it's like no it was actually like really gross because you're just like at at the end you're like oh what did we just do you have to do it 25 times (laughs) yeah Yeah. trust me none of that stuff is fun you're like it's super awkward anyways um so she leaves him gross. I say, even the grossest tongue kiss ever. Mm-hmm. Um, his kids grow up. They're geniuses. They're all. I, I again. I loved like the parts of the banter where it's like, motherfucker, how are you gonna get into Harvard? You're gonna end when they're like saying you're gonna get stuck in like Princeton. They they mention another school, Duke. That, Duke where yeah. they're like, you're gonna have to go to Duke, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck you. Like that stuff. There's moments that are so funny wrapped in like just a bundle of where you're like, oh, we could have made this a little smarter and less just ramping up stereotypes right i mean i guess because i think anthony anderson and the two other actors are really funny i think they are really funny they sell the shit out of these kind of cringeworthy lines again and we don't have to like dwell on this i guess but the problem here is that they're saying that like (coughs) these stereotypes are true about black people regardless of where and how they live and they it 
just wouldn't be. It just yeah. wouldn't be. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's yeah. a strange choice. Speaking of strange choices, this is at a barbecue yes. where uh, everybody... Charlie never admits that they're not his biological triplets. Nope. Uh, and they're clearly um, African-American. He's clearly very white. Yes. And uh, this is clip number one, for better or worse. Come on, Charlie. God damn it. Those kids' dicks are bigger than them sausages. So, so, yikes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yikes. So, here's the thing. Which problem do you want to talk about? The, the fact that this uh, coworker of Charlie is uh-huh. looking at his kids' dicks. Look at that's, talking about that's kids' dicks. The most problematic thing yeah. of the entire That's 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 the hardest thing to to I really I think so. To really take that. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to go with that. Oh, here I have my Okay, I have my list of scenes that I went. So, that's the biggest thing. Right. Not yes. to mention just the... Stereotype. Again, we're stereotyping, yep. but I think, yeah, the problem here is that uh, <laughs> that we're talking about kids' dicks. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. So mm-hmm. we'll move on from that. Okay. Uh, and then there's several super funny scenes where they set up everybody being an asshole to him so that when he switches to Hank, that's some of my favorite stuff when he goes ballistic on yeah. people like they set up the barbershop he's like you gotta move your car it's an <laughs> that was a really funny joke where he's like uh it says one hour parking and you've been there uh three days now yeah <laughs> it's just like so funny to me so there's enough really genuinely funny stuff in this for me to still enjoy it i also love that they're he's just playing checkers <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like yeah, i'll figure it out after this round of checkers uh-huh. and then uh there's his neighbor's dog always shits all over his yard which I can I can relate. Everyone can relate to. Yeah, I stepped in shit on the sidewalk today, and I'm like, who fuck? Who lets their dog shit on the sidewalk and doesn't pick it up? Right. Yeah. Come on. And there's this shitty little jump roping girl, which is clip number two. Mm-hmm. My dad says you're a joke, and I don't have to listen to you. And so then he, uh, I didn't pull the clip, but it's so good. And then he, the last straw, like I said in the three minutes thing, was he's in the grocery line and he's being really sweet to this woman. She's like, "Hey, Charlie, can I go through?" He's like, "Yeah, sure. I'm not in a rush." And then she brings like two carts full and her kids, mm-hmm. and he does this amazing transformation where it's like, <laughs> and then he switches to Hank. And uh, why'd you pick this clip, Jesse? Uh, well, actually, I, I actually picked this clip because this was the first Hank transformation that yes. we got. So that's the reason why I picked okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first thing he says over the loudspeaker at the grocery store about the woman who just cut in yes. front of him. Yes. Press check on Vagiclean, aisle 5. I repeat, press check on Vagiclean, aisle 5. That's Vagiclean. We got a customer down here with a full-on fallopian fungus. <laughs> She's baking loaf of bread and I think it's sourdough. <laughs> God. Oh, and that's not that's the thing though. That would have been enough. Yep. That would have been yep. gross enough. But because we were in that 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 time capsule of comedy where it was like, you know, American Pie kind of springboarded everything into that where it was like coming into a beer and drinking it, you know. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the bar. And so he goes on like four other lists of explaining why she needs Vagiclean, and it's like I would have that's gross enough. I would have cracked up enough there and be like, ha ha, disgusting, but you moved on. And instead it's like, boom, 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 boom. And it kept beating it over the head until mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I have a visual of. Got it. Got it. Got the Vagiclean bit. Totally got it. Yep. Glad you keep 
slamming this one home. Sure. Um, but the, so, so then, he, then he crashes the car through the barber shop. Yep. He he's drowning the girl who's jump roping. Yeah. Which is. I was laughing so hard because I was like, you could never get away with this nowadays. We're like, he's literally like, who's the pussy now? Or, or who's the, what does he say? He's like, who's the, uh, he says, I'm already, who's, the, remember, who's about, the joke now? Because she says, my daddy yeah. says you're a joke. He's like, there's a girl full on the shore in the water. Like, ah. I was worried for that little actress's health and it's, well-being. It's also kind of funny because like the va- the Vagiclean thing is obviously related to what they're doing at the grocery store. Yeah. He, the crashing the car is related to the problem that he had. He's just with drowning a, a jump just drowning a child <laughs> who so, was not like swimming. It's she so was fucking... jump roping. He could have done something with the jump rope, but no, he's drowning her in a fountain. <laughs> In a public fountain, and no one is concerned. I think that's what's so funny to me visually is the wide shot of just him whistling yeah. and people just walking by like it's normal in yeah. Rhode Island. This happens. I wonder what the officer is doing with one hand in the fountain. There's not a child in there, is there? <laughs> it's so fucked up. So uh, then he, he goes and takes a shit on his neighbor's yard right. in the greatest... Smash cut to another scene yes. where he's grunting and you think you're looking at shit coming down and it's a soft serve chocolate ice cream cone. Sure is. Then his his police partners are like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta come over. We gotta get you evaluated. What's happening here?" And um, he realizes he has this uh, split personality, psychosis, n- narcissistic disorder. It's a really funny rant. He he calls it. He yeah. calls it this giant thing that I think our president has. Anyways, um, he. Uh, we get this weird pseudo intro that Chris Cooper and Dickie, who is Irene's introduced, and there's a great visual gag in the background where he's trying to take a pill and he starts coughing. <laughs> so that was so, I think I laughed the hardest at that my moment because it's so like it's, there's nothing put on it. It's just no. back there and he just like is trying to hold the water in his mouth, but he's choking. It's so funny. <laughs> Because I've had that before. I'm like, this is a fish oil vitamin. This thing, this fucker's huge. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's just like, spewing. but he's in, yeah, it's so, because he's in public, he's trying not to cough, but he's already started and the <laughs> so, pill stuck in his throat. It's very funny. So we meet Irene. We find out that she's had some kind of issue with, she has a warrant out for her, but we realize that it's her ex boyfriend, sort of, slash somebody she worked for. We don't need to get into Boy, any of this. extremely unclear. We don't need to get into, yeah. get into any of this, because apparently the EPA is out for this. They run a country club, and there's some sort of nefarious activity that makes no sense. And they killed someone. They, yeah. And I don't really know what else is and going on. And it's basically just a way to set up a similar plot to Dumb and Dumber. Sure. Because it's almost the exact same plot. Sure, yeah. You know, where it's like a road trippy thing with nefarious characters trying to kill the woman that Jim Carrey falls for. But a motorcycle, not a limo. Yes. Yes. Yes, there mm-hmm. we go. And so... So before he leaves, he tells his now fully grown sons Mm -hmm. uh, this completely not stereotypical thing at all. Clip number four. I'm not leaving till the morning, but you know the rules when I go. No bitches after 11. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the completely incredibly stereotypical. Oh, is that what you meant? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I meant. Okay. That's what I meant. It was opposite day. It's not Super Tuesday. It's opposite day. I get it. It's both. Well, if you say it's opposite day, Ben, that means it's not not opposite day. So it um yeah, that's just one of the that's one of those things where I, I do think that 
the actors playing the brothers, uh, the triplets, um, they, they, uh, I meant the, I meant the three brothers. We, no, I, understand. I didn't mean, yes. okay. uh, I uh, the actors playing those characters elevate the material. Very much so. Very much so. I think we can agree on that. They are hilarious. Can we get the dry mouth clip up? Because this is, oh no, shit, sorry, cow on the side of the roads first. Okay, so they go on this road trip. There's a great visual gag before this where he's like, you know it's going to pay off. And he's like, yeah, it's really, it's a beautiful time to ride. As long as you don't mind a few bugs. And then the next scene, he's covered in bugs. And one zooms in his mouth and he's like, ah, ah, ah. then they come upon a cow. And let's play the audio for this. The looks of her, she's been here for a while. So there's a cow on the side of the road. They do well, park right in the middle of the road also. I mover, but we should try. Want to get that end? <laughs> give it a little push. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we should give it a shot. She's right here. Really? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I love that she, he goes for just pulling the He's tail. He's just going to pull the tail. Okay. Oh, cow's alive. Uh-oh. Okay. You just, oh, it's still alive. Just stand back. I'll take care of it. God, I'll take care of it. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't look, okay? <laughs> so he's going to pull out his gun to euthanize the cow. Uh, for those of, us, those of you just listening. Hello, girl. Your suffering's over. And you think, wow, this is really dark and oh, weird. It's really sad that they've taken so long on this bit just for him to kill this cow. So he shoots the cow in the head. And now wait, it keeps. Oh, it ain't always easy doing Mother Nature's work. <laughs> oh, cow's still alive. <laughs> the cow's dead. Shoots him twice. Cow's dead. <laughs> Oof. Oh, we're back. <laughs> Unloads seven more clips. Pistol whipping the cow. And now he's choking the cow out. So stupid. So dumb, but I laughed so hard every time I've seen this now. The cow's tail's wagging. She's kicking him. And he's plugging up the nose holes. Okay, All we right. can cut it there because the cow eventually dies, or does it? So we have a we actually have a callback let's, to this. Let's get to clip number six. So those of you who are worried, we're laughing at the death of a cow. Later on in the film, this comes. There's a callback. We just got a report. He put six bullets into a prize cow's head. Poor thing's lucky to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a post credits. There's like a, a mid credit sequence or whatever where the yeah. cows. It has a neck brace. There's also a deleted scene where they come upon a, a farmer and his son, and they're like, hey, have you seen our cow, Bessie? Or I forget the cow's name, but we'll just say Bessie. Uh-huh. He's like, she just loves to just sunbathe in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was so good. All right, so now let's queue up Dry Mouth, because that's the next thing. So they go to the, the police station. They're going to drop him off, uh, drop Irene off, and, <laughs> and Jim Carrey tells her what disease he had, what uh, mental... Um, Disorder he has this, yep. this, that gives him mm. split personalities, and he's like, it gives me an awful case of cotton mouth. And we're, I think it's how many? It's a little bit further in. It's about uh, clip. It's in one forty, a minute forty into this clip, uh, and and his he keeps getting his mouth keeps getting drier and drier until <laughs> this fire marshal Bill moment. We appreciate where if you're not watching if you're not watching his teeth are fully. His, his lips are completely sucked in and his teeth are exposed and his face is super white. He looks like a walker on, on The Walking Dead. 
Okay, that's it. Oh my god! So, and then he takes a drink of water, and he's instantly fine. But <laughs> he's gonna hydrate, man. The escalation of that is so funny to me. Um, but it's also like it never happens again. Yeah, he's he takes his medication <laughs> no, for it, the first third of this movie, and it it only well, happens. Then once. he forgets it, so he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, we do yeah, see he, him take he, a couple of pills, though. Yeah, and and uh, uh, then they they come across Chris Cooper, and and Hank comes out and, and is the worst fighter ever. Yeah. and gets the shit kicked out of him, and Irene he, he throws the dirt. <laughs> and and he, he hits Irene. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and we oh the cast are alive. Um, the, so, oh, so then they take Chris Cooper's car, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, "We should go to a cabin. Like, we should get off the grid yeah. for a little bit. I'm gonna pick up supplies." And then it turns out all he gets is rum and a dildo. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're like, "All right, we got to ditch the car." Um, and then that's our. This is our sound clip number seven when he's Ready? like, "We got to push the On car nine. off the cliff." Ready? On nine. <laughs> so stupid and there's several moments that are ridiculous in between there where like charlie's being really sweet and then she charlie's sleeping and she looks over at him she's starting to fall for charlie and then you see a giant uh um silhouette of a erection growing in his pants right and then she looks over and it's hank like hey. so hank's a creeper from the beginning sure and I think the only reason they remotely get away with it versus Hollow Man is because at least Hank has Charlie as the guy reacting, being like, what? That's terrible what he did. Yeah. Like, they never say Hank's, even if they're like, wah, wah, they never say what he's doing is right. Or or we're never supposed to side with Hank. Whereas in Hollow Man, it's like, wait, wait, this is your protagonist until the halfway point. That yeah. was the issue I had. Yeah, I mean, they, and they specifically set Hank up. Like, like, like we've already detailed, his first montage is just him <laughs> drowning a child, <laughs> yeah. uh, running a car through a barbershop, pooping on someone's lawn. Like, yeah. Yeah. clearly not a good dude. Not a good dude. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so... Then oh, what is my next? Oh, 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 yeah. So they wake up the next morning after. So Charlie goes out there and he's like, he he can't get a soda out of the soda machine. This guy's being a dick and laughing at him. And he comes back in and he's like, hey, I just told Hank go away and I just I just bottled it up and I was fine. And you're thinking that's a little suspicious. Mm. So they end up they don't show it, but you know they ended up knocking the boots. And the next morning he gets up and can we find that clip I, I sent you, Ryan, the uh, peeing after sex and start at forty seconds. Checking in. it real quick. Yeah, no big deal. I'm just <laughs> making you do four hundred things. Uh, yeah, it's peeing. At, yeah, it's the third clip, peeing after sex. Yeah, that one, and it's forty seconds in. This is the one that stayed with you for twenty years. This is, and now again after having seen it, this is the only thing that I remember from this movie. <laughs> So he's going to pee. We won't even narrate it. We'll just tell you later. <laughs> All right, we'll tell you. It's on the side of the wall. <laughs> it's like above his head. Like it's going <laughs> 60 degree angle. He grabs the frame. He's trying to deflect it into the toilet. Grabs a spare toilet ball. I don't know why roll. he dropped the photo to get the toilet paper. And now he's just in the shower. <laughs> Wrap it. He wraps himself up. I love that the instead of just curtain. standing in the shower, wraps himself up to contain it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so stupid. I, I feel like I was up all night having sex. Why am I feeling like I was up all night <laughs> well, having sex? Hank pulled a fast one. We over. also saw in that clip the, the chin bandage. We forgot yeah. to mention that uh, in the middle of running from 
a, a myriad of dirty cops from yeah. many different departments, they stop to get plastic surgery. <laughs> and that's the moment where they try and humanize Hank a little bit, because Hank is super rude to Whitey, uh-huh. uh, an albino character in this yes. movie. Yes, And he makes all kinds of references to his, his paleness. And then Irene makes him realize, oh, you made him feel awful. And Hank has kind of a human moment where he's like, I just, uh, I'm overcompensating. He's like, I'm going to do something nice for Charlie. And then, because oh, we forgot about the joke where he gets kicked in the face by Irene because he's like, yeah. you got to rough me up so that we can go in there and say somebody beat me up in the parking lot of Ben and Jerry's and you got to give us money. She kicks him in the face. And for like four scenes after that, there's a hysterical whistling recurring yeah. joke with his nose where it's like, and there's an amazing moment where he breaks down and cries and there's a little, like a squeaking <laughs> yeah. as he's sobbing that I couldn't stop laughing. Yes. It's like, as he's sobbing. It's so funny. But then he decides to do something nice for Charlie and he gets his nose fixed. Mm-hmm. Probably so they didn't have to do the prosthetic. Yeah, the whole I, rest I would assume it. so, yeah. And then he has a bandage on his chin till the very end of the movie. They they save that joke for the end. And they even say when he takes it off, he goes, I'm surprised it stayed on this long. <laughs> So there's like really fun self-aware stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> what's what's uh, this one fucking anything? Uh, let's hear it. Let me ask you something, man. Is your old lady oh, yeah. happy? My old lady? Yeah, man, because if your fucking is anything like your police work, you couldn't hit the G-spot on a 12-pound pussy. <laughs> God. I just don't know what that means. I don't. I I mean, the G-spot, it's the same place. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter how many pounds can you we're talking weigh it, here. Anyway, you cannot. You cannot. I don't think you can weigh it separately. Nope. Uh, so, is it as big as the sausage he was cooking in the beginning? <laughs> I don't know. So, oh, and I forgot the part where they try and jump on the train, yeah. and Irene. He's like, try and catch up with me, yeah. and Irene runs ahead of him, and then he can't catch up. So he's like, uh, he's like, get off, just get off the train. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, then Hank comes out again he, because he sees a guy parking in a handicapped spot. He smashes the car all up and then pees in the gas tank, only to find out that the guy who parked there was helping his relative or somebody who has like a full-on neck brace. Yeah. Which was a pretty funny reveal to me. Yes. Because then Hank's like, oh, shit, my bad. Whitey comes along with him, and at a hotel, he tells Charlie that he brutally murders his whole family, which is a super dark scene. Yes. And, and he, he wished that he could still be in jail. Yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> I wasn't ready to leave. <laughs> Turns out that he was just making that up because he was creeped out by this guy with split personalities. Yes. Which I was glad that that was the reveal because I forgot that. Sure. Completely forgot. Because they set him up to be kind of like Steve Buscemi's character in Billy Madison where he's like going to go after Charlie and Irene. Um, And then, let's see. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Wait, wait. I do want to show the one last clip because it's one of my favorites. Uh, Just a few seconds of Can we play Fighting With Myself and click the 26-second mark? Because this is when... So... They have this train sequence where Dickie and them fight, and then Hank and Charlie are really fighting for control of this body. And so they're, this is where the, the personalities have completely taken over at the same time. Yep. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> it's so good. The physicality of this fight seems incredible, and it goes on. It goes on for a very long time. We'll only show a little bit longer. I think there's a moment here where he flips himself. And he breaks his finger. <laughs> and Irene just like... <laughs> he at some point picks himself that. up. That's incredible. 
and he goes <laughs> flying through the window. Yeah. Oh God. And this is oh, and then, right. and then yep. he exposes himself. We can we can, we can stop, stop it right yeah, there. We can stop it. Yep. yep. But so that goes on for, and that's a that's a really funny thing that for the majority of this point till the end of the movie, when he finally frees himself from Hank, there's some amazing physical comedy where he lifts yeah. himself up and throws himself into the car, then tosses himself out. So this is just peak physical comedy, Jim Carrey, and for I sure. love it. Um, Sure, let's play the chicken out of my ass. Why not? Because the the boys, his boys, uh, the triplets, throw uh, shove a chicken in a police officer's ass. Would somebody get this goddamn chicken out of my ass, please? Yep, that's a good place. At least he was polite. You know, and then uh, the they solve, they get rid of the bad guys. He gets rid of Hank. It's just Charlie and Irene, and he proposes with a uh, "Will you marry me, bitch?" sign on a on a plane. Sure does. And. all in all, it's, this movie's a hoot. Uh, there are definitely <laughs> there definitely are some moments that are very rough. Not as rough as Waiting. Nope. Not as rough as several other comedies that we've seen. Nope. But there are moments. There are some really, really troubling moments. So, I would love to know from you guys, uh, what did you think of this when you saw it? Do you think it ages well? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to rate it real quick. <laughs> I mean, if you think it ages perfect, maybe re- <laughs> reevaluate yourself. Sure. But uh, what do you think? I would say, on balance, with all the very funny parts and all the problematic parts, I would put it in the middle, guilty movie pleasure. I think so. Yeah. I think at the time it would have been guilty but awesome, but now, reflecting, it's it's definitely a guilty movie pleasure for me. Uh, Yeah, awesome. Make sure you leave a review on iTunes for us. Like us on uh, YouTube, comment on there, and keep your suggestions going. What do we have coming up the next couple weeks, Oh, yeah, we have some really fun stuff coming up. Thank you for reminding me. You're very welcome. We're going to go see a press screening of Bloodshot on Tuesday, and then we're going to do a reaction video afterwards, and then we're going to do an entire episode on Bloodshot. Uh, So make sure you watch it next week when it comes out. We're also going to do the following week, The Hunt, which is going to be an awesome satire horror action flick. Yeah. So make sure you watch Bloodshot and The Hunt. Go to the movie theater. Those will be your next two movies. Yeah. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.